Hello, I'm Chuck Perry, Superintendent of Broken Arrow Public Schools, and it's my honor and privilege to serve in my hometown. And I am blessed to stand on the shoulders of the innovative educators and community leaders who came before me. They could never have imagined how the decisions that were made years ago would affect the trajectory of our schools. But the foundation they built has served our district well since 1904. As you may have heard, we are asking voters to consider a bond election in November. This is our chance to build on the foundation we've inherited. It's our chance to secure the future of our students with an investment that will not raise taxes if approved. But before I ask you to cast your vote, I want to tell you exactly what's included in this bond package. It's more than I can cover in one short video, so my team and I have created a podcast series that will launch one episode at a time over the next few weeks. In this first episode, I'll break down the why, when, and most importantly, how does this affect you as a taxpayer? I hope you'll tune in and add your voice to the conversation happening in our community. And don't forget to get out and vote on November 14th. And always remember in Broken Arrow, the best is yet to come. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Secure Our Future podcast series. I'm going to be your host for this, Greg Spencer, alongside Chief Communications Officer Tara Thompson. Tara, how are you doing today? Pretty good. So we are going to be bringing this podcast to you uh, about once a week or so leading up to the bond vote coming up on Wednesday. November 14th. November 14th. And today we have Superintendent Chuck Perry. Good morning. Chuck, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And Natalie Enough, our Chief Financial Officer. Good morning. So we are going to break down some of the important questions for this bond vote, and I'm going to kick things off by passing the torch here to Tara to ask the first question and kind of get the conversation started. All right. Well, for our listeners, if you are not familiar with the bond issue, it's um, a funding mechanism whereby schools can purchase uh, things that are very needed in the district, and it can be kind of complicated to explain. So rather than try and tackle it all in one episode. We're going to break it down a little bit at a time so it's digestible. So we're here today with uh, two of the people that have helped put this together, and we're going to throw the easiest question first this morning. So just tell us, what is the proposal that we're asking the public to consider? Well, it's uh, $52 million over five years. Um, the biggest thing I want to start out with is it does not raise taxes. Nice. And so there's no in tax increase for our um, citizens of the Broken Arrow community. And um, there was a lot of forethought in that and weighing, you know, the benefits of some added dollars to, um, you know, what people are dealing with right now as families, um, you know, are dealing with higher prices and got higher interest rates right now and a lot of different things. So um, there is no tax increase part of the $52 million. Um, it's interesting because this bond does not have a lot of um, shiny or big construction uh, projects on it. It's more of a uh, taking care of just basic needs across the district with maintenance and repairs to roofs, HVAC units, along with a probably the biggest part is the safety and security that we'll dive into here a little bit. And then there's two other questions that are part of the 2015 bond uh, we'll look at also. Great. 
Very good. And uh, Natalie, you know, from the financial perspective, why do we need this? Why can't we just go about these purchases and improvements as we might typically do in a school year? So bond funds are a mechanism for a school district to go out and finance um, large amounts of capital debt. The way our funding system is set up um, through our general fund, it is just simply not um, does not have the capacity to be able to handle these type of capital improvements. And when we talk about bond financing um, and the type of things that we're purchasing with our bond funds, these are things that we're um, basically accruing interest on. And so that's why um, you think about bonds with uh, large capital um, improvement projects. Okay, now I heard you throw out a couple of different terms there that I know are challenging for uh, people who might not work in the school industry. So you said general fund, you said bond fund. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Can you kind of put it on maybe a consumer uh, level vocabulary for things that we can apply it to in our daily lives as consumers? How does that relate to the, the, the school district finances? So our general fund is basically our operating fund that we pay um, 90% of salaries and benefits um, to pay our employees, everything that we need to operate the district from our electricity to fuel for buses to classroom supplies, all of that goes into our general fund. So obviously Chuck mentioned that it's not going to raise taxes, which will be an important thing for voters, but talk a little bit about what went into that decision and kind of how does it impact people's pocketbooks? Well, as a school district, we are allowed to go out for a certain percentage of debt. And um, when we look at how much we're borrowing, um, it's very important to us to keep our millage rate consistent um, with our, our surrounding school districts. And so really what we're hoping to accomplish with this bond issue is to ask our voters and our patrons to continue the same level of support for the school district that they've shown in 2009 and 2015 with the passage of those bonds. Yeah, and I, mean, I think it goes without saying that the, you know, both of those bonds made a huge impact on this district and the, the school buildings we've seen and everything across the district in the last you know, 15 years or so. Absolutely. And um, growing up in Broken Arrow in the 70s and 80s, we're basically a bedroom community of Tulsa, and there was not um, much tax dollars to even pull from uh, as a school district like we have now. And now as you've seen the growth in BA and uh, the retail establishment, the manufacturing industry that's come into Broken Arrow. We're starting to see some technology uh, come in also that I think is going to make a big impact on the job market. Um, we do have um, some facilities now that we can um, really be proud of. Yep. And I think it's, it's still the people that make the place, but there is no doubt uh, the facility part of it plays a huge um um, role in teacher morale and, um, you know, having a great environment for students and in their learning. Who wants to dive in and talk about why are there four questions and what do they mean? Well, um, the, the first two um, are new and um, the first proposition deals again with safety and security, technology, maintenance in regard to roofs, HVAC units, um, and then the, the fourth part that we haven't mentioned yet is a south transportation terminal, too, that uh, will really make our buses and transportation uh, run more efficiently with a, a second terminal to, um, you know, use and to pull out of on a daily basis. Uh, the second part is actually buying buses, and by state law, we have to separate that from the, uh, the bond 
um, and it's, it's, it's a unique item. So uh, those two are independent of themselves. And then questions three and four um, are part of the money is still going to be there. But in 2015, we passed a elementary 17 to be built in phase four of that bond issue. That would be in 2025. After studying uh, building a 17th elementary, we found that it's going to um, save us money and really better use of our money by adding pods of classrooms to existing sites that had those drawn in as alternates. And when they were bid out, they did not make it. And so those schools were built for the capacity for that extra pod. Is that some of our newer schools that as is, well? That is some of our newer schools, and that would be, you may have to help me out here, Tara, but yeah. uh, Aspen Rosewood. Creek, Rosewood, Timber Creekwood, maybe. Timber Ridge, and um, probably Highland Park are the five that we're looking at to do that. So um, that would be an option for voters to um, choose those pods, and we'll actually gain more classrooms and not have that extra million dollars of operating cost of opening a new school. And then question four, it's kind of a wild card because it's, it's, it's a unique question, unique proposition, has to do with our aquatics facility that was passed in 2015, again, phase four. Um, and it was written in to be built at the Kirkland, uh, Kirkland Activity Complex next to our current soccer fields. We have been talking with the city over the past year, and they are opening Elam Park there off 111th um, Street, uh, just uh, west of Elm. And it would give us an opportunity with this question to build the Aquatic Center at a different location, and that Elam Park being one of those options we would look at to help share the um, cost of um, operating a a facility like that because it's quite expensive. Um, it, it it does not affect any of the original dollars that are allocated towards the project. We're not cutting that at all. It just gives us the flexibility the because location. That, the location. Yeah. And what I know a, that's a project that what, a lot of people are looking forward to. Yes. And what about the timeline on the aquatic center? If, you know, yes or no, is, is that affected? Does not impacted either way. We'll still start that in 2025 when we receive those monies and, um, it, it, Which was always the case. It's just always people, the case. You know, don't always understand the, the, and that's kind of our next question: is how much and how long is if the term, you know, how much and how long is the term of this bond? Um, which the last one was a pretty long one, right? It was uh, twelve years, um, four phases. Yeah. Um, that was what was passed in twenty fifteen. This particular bond, the total new money for it is fifty two million, as Mr. Perry said. Proposition one is 48 million, and that constitutes the maintenance, technology, safety, and security items, along with some student activity um, dollars for upgrades um, for some of our student groups. Question two is $4 million for the um, transportation proposition. So in some total, $52 million, uh, five-year general obligation bond. Very cool. Uh, what happens if it doesn't pass? That's obviously an important question. This is something that we, we've laid out the benefits of it, the fact that it doesn't raise taxes, but what happens if it doesn't pass? Well, questions one and two, those projects would not be fulfilled. Uh, that would be put out to voters. Um, questions three and four, question three, dealing with the pods versus a new school site, uh, we would just fall back to the new school site and, again, doesn't change those 
dollars allocated, and then the aquatics facility on Proposition Four would be would just build it there at Kirkland Activity Complex. So, um, you know, there's there's pluses and minuses uh, to building it at different places, the aquatic center. But at the end of the day. Uh, we're excited for a new swim facility for our, yeah, our program because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. And with, with school bond issues, it's not your typical 50% pass rate. So you might talk a little bit to our audience about that. Yeah. Well, the thing that always stuck out to me was I watched a news um, um, piece one time on TV that said the majority of voters did not support this school bond issue. And actually 58% of the voters did support the, to, did support it. And that's the key thing is school bonds have to be passed by 60% vote of the people. So it's not a 50% majority, it's a 60%. And uh, so that's why it's crucial, um, you know, no matter how you vote, you get out and get your voice heard and uh, be represented. And is this a just a singular vote or is it four different votes? It'll be four different questions. Okay. And I think going back to the question of what happens if it doesn't pass, I think no doubt we would see um, an impact with our classrooms and um, the dollars that we're able to continue investing in our classrooms because we try with our bond dollars to make sure that those capital needs and infrastructure needs are taken care of to keep those from affecting staffing and um, programming and curriculum. That's a great point. Um, You know, something that we're very proud of this year is our class sizes across the district. Uh, probably one of the, the lowest uh, numbers and rates across um, all of our sites that I've seen uh, in my 10 years being here. And it's a situation if we're not able to, um, you know, continue to grow and meet those needs and um, do some unique things and some repairs that could impact that and class sizes could go up. So I'm glad you, you did mention that. Even though general and bond funds are not um, interconnected, everything still in the school finance world has an effect on um, cause and effect and consequences. And so that's why with our bond funds, we um, try to make those dollars stretch as best as possible because we do know it has a direct classroom um, impact. Tara, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I can't think of any. Was there anything that we didn't cover kind of in this initial overview that you feel would be important for our viewers to, to, to hear? Well, I just want to reiterate uh, that Proposition 1, all that it will involve, again, um, safety and security. And I know you'll get deeper into it in another podcast, but uh, we're at a point in time in society where uh, we need to enclose a high school campus with a security fence and really know who's coming in and out of um, the high school campus on a regular basis. Um, along with that, that technology, $18 million allocated to that to keep up with those needs in the classroom. Um, HVAC units, we have 1,900 of those across the district. And the heat that we've seen the last couple of weeks, it's really puts a stress and strain. And some of them are uh, 25, 30 years old that we need to get replaced roofs. Um, yeah. Which when, when I, when we were in the admin meeting and that was talked about, I was surprised that they were still working at that age for those. It's pretty, pretty shocking. And then, uh, the roofs, I mean, somebody said we want waste baskets used for trash and not as a, um, (laughs) I sit there to collect water for leaking roofs when it rains. So, 
there's a lot of, of needs, crucial needs. Again, I mentioned the South uh, Terminal for transportation, and I'm excited to share those through these podcasts as we go along. All right. Well, we'd like to thank you guys for watching or listening to the first episode of the Secure Our Future podcast series. We want to remind you that the next episode will drop September 12th, and we'll be talking, as, as Chuck kind of mentioned there, safety and technology with Ashley Bowser and Jeff Martin. So that's all we got for this one. Be sure and like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, etc. And stay up to date on all things with the AeroVision Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.